For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome back to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so happy to have you guys with us. And last week's show, uh, what a show it was, right? We had the CIO, CMIO of Parkview Health, and that show went viral. So thank you uh, to all of you that listened to that show. If you haven't, uh, you can find it uh, on the Work-Life Balance uh, page off of voiceamerica.com. Uh, go to at Rick A. Morris on Twitter. You can find me at www.rsquareconsulting.com. Uh, you know, we trapped these two executives down right after a uh, Project Management Institute conference there in Fort Wayne. Uh, a beautifully frank conversation between executives uh, who ran a huge project and project managers right after a conference. Uh, I don't think they knew what uh, they were walking into, uh, but it was a great conversation. And uh, I love the feedback that I've been getting on social media uh, from people that have been emailing me, hit me up on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, about that conversation, so we certainly appreciate all the listeners on that. Uh, but I did uh, allude to this uh, show on that one, right? So we tease this show as we're always looking for opportunities to improve our work-life balance. And for those entrepreneurs uh, that listen to the show, and we have plenty of you, right, the people that were listening to us when we had uh, Michael Paris Dudell on the show, uh, who's the, the author of the official Shark Tank books. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, that was a fantastic show. A uh, guy who talks about the millennials. Uh, talks about Shark Tank. We've had uh, Paul Pedrazzi, who was on Shark Tank and is rewriting the interface of CAPPM. Uh, so we have tons of entrepreneurs on the show. We have tons of people that talk about coaching and leadership and project managers. Uh, so for, again, hit the uh, voiceamerica.com, look at the work-life balance, listen to these past shows if you've missed them because we're leading up to today's show because we're always looking for opportunities to help uh, protect that work-life balance. And for me, right, I own R-Square Consulting. I run my own consulting business, do the radio show. I speak all over the world. And uh, social media is a huge thing. If you're not on social media, if you're not managing social media, then you're out. You know, you've got to be able to have that personal touch. You've got to be able to interact with your customers, your fans, the people that want to be there. And so when I was speaking at the Inatech conference, which, by the way, the name of that cracks me up every time because I'm a huge Office Space fan, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, for those of you that know the movie, you're with me. Anyway, I was at the Inatech conference um, and uh, got a chance to meet this gentleman. And so we started talking about his organization, his company, and it intrigued me. So as I do always, I love to have him on the show, wanted to talk about it. So this person is the co-founder and chief operating officer of an organization called Social Path Solutions. Not sociopath, but social path solutions. It's a social media uh, as a service provider and it's, it's helping client businesses achieve their social media goals through engagement and service. 
So his experience includes more than a decade of leading in contact center departments for a major international bank, including their social media support team. He was considered one of the top 100 most social customer service professionals on Twitter in the Huffington Post in 2013. In 2014 and 2015, he was named a top 50 thought contact center thought leader by ICMI. Uh, He also uh, earned his MBA with honors uh, from the American Military University in 2015. So I'd love to welcome to our show, Al Hopper. Al, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Rick. Thanks. I'm doing great. It's Friday. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you. And, and, you know, for once, I haven't traveled all over the world. I actually got to spend the entire week at home and was busier than ever. It was crazy. So, um Tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, Al. I gave you a little bit of lead in there, but just tell us a little bit about your background, how you got there, maybe how you landed at uh, Social Path. Yeah, great. So um, you summarized it really well. I've been involved with the social media uh, professionally and personally for a couple of years now, and uh, I've just really embraced the the way it connects the world. I, I had a conversation even just last night with people all over the country, and uh, we're going to do a, uh, a in-person meetup. We call them tweet-ups. Uh, so it's a chance to really uh, expand the, the network of my contacts, my business, and um, just a chance to really get to know of other people that we wouldn't be able to meet if we're not online, not in social media. And so it's it's been really fun. Uh, it's a chance for me to... To be social, my wife will tell you that I'm the kind of person that will walk into a room and introduce myself to everyone, uh, whether they want to know who I am or not. So then now I can do that on a grand scale with social media. That's fantastic. So tell us about how Social Path came to be. Sure. So um, one of my other co-founders, Sean Williams, he uh, went to some CIO conferences out on the West Coast and uh, was talking to some people about you know, social media and what it was doing and how it was evolving. Um, and he figured that there was really a missing space where uh, companies weren't really engaging with their customers anymore. They were certainly marketing to all of us online and through social media, but they weren't really engaging and getting to know them. And so he had uh, this idea of creating a company that can help other companies to do that exact thing where, you know, if you're not engaging um, people will will just stop following you. They'll stop buying your product. They, uh, it's just not something that they want to have done anymore. You know, it's, we're not on TV. And so um, he thought about that for a while, and then um, he and I connected through my social media networks, uh, had breakfast one morning, and decided to uh, work together to try to build this new dream that we're calling Social Path Solutions. Uh, at the time, I was working at Citibank, I just finished my MBA, and it was the perfect time for me and my family to take the plunge and try something new, try to join and build something from the ground up. And so you guys are out in San Antonio, is that correct? That's right. We're in San Antonio, um, and that's really kind of neat because we're also involved with uh, helping build other entrepreneurs in the area um, and through different mentor networks, and that's something that Sean really has near and dear to his heart is, you know, helping build the local economy uh, through IT and through job creation. And so this is a way that we can do all of that together. So when when it comes to work-life integration, right, and, and I talk about work-life balance all the time, 
How does Social Path help an entrepreneur achieve that work-life integration? Sure. So, you know, everyone hears that, that, uh, that meme, you know, you, entrepreneurs leave 40-hour-a-week jobs to work 80 hours a week. Um, and sometimes that's true, uh, but it, the way we're doing it with Social Path is, you know, we have the opportunity to work remote. Social media is anywhere that you have a phone, anywhere you have Wi-Fi. Um, so, you know, we have the opportunity to work remote. Uh, I no longer have to commute an hour across town to go to work. Um, thankfully, the office right now is about 15 minutes from my house. Uh, and so I can spend a lot more time with my family. Um, I've got two little girls in school so that we can start enjoying after-school activities with them. Um, and it's really just the the way that you use technology to work smarter instead of harder. You know, um, I can take my girls to work in the morning or take them to school in the morning. I can come home, have a coffee with my wife before she goes to work. Then I can, you know, go to the office if I need to or I can stay home, um, bang away on the laptop for a little while. Uh, then I can go and meet with clients wherever they want to be met with, whether it's at their office or coffee shops. Uh, and so you really get that balance and, and back, and you can integrate more activities uh, together. You know, if I need to cut a work day short instead of working 9 to 5, I want to work 9 to 3 because I want to go pick up my daughter and surprise her from school, I can do that. And then when I tuck her in uh, at night, I can open up the laptop and keep working. Um, so it's, you still put in the time, but you're able to spread it out to match what your family's life goal is. For sure. And so you mentioned leveraging your education, right? And you've been working full-time since moving to San Antonio, uh, and you were in the Army. What, what branch of the Army, uh, uh, what part of the Army were you in? So I was uh, in the infantry for a couple of years and uh, was reclassing to the Signal Corps um, before I got out in early 2001. Uh, we thank you for your service in that. My uh, brother's 101st Airborne, so uh, oh. uh, I've never... Uh, and and I'm I'm understood to know that I wasn't disciplined enough to join the army, so we thank those that uh, are. So <laughs> all I know is my arms would have been really strong from the push-ups that I would have had to do. So, uh, but how were you able to earn both a, a BA in history and an MBA in marketing while doing all that? So I studied school online. Um, I like everyone else when I graduated high school, uh, I went to college the traditional way, um, and I quickly learned that 8 o'clock classes in a lecture hall were not for me. Uh, I just, it didn't match my style. I just, I couldn't focus for the entire time. Uh, whatever the case is, maybe it was because I was out late the night before. Um, but uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And so when I grew up, um, my wife finished her degree and encouraged me to go back to school to, to get my degrees. Um, I decided to go to school online, which with all of the technologies that we have now from video chats to uh, live chat rooms, um, it worked so much better because the schools would give us our list of assignments. We would know um, what you needed to do for the entire week and you had the entire week to get it done. So, you know, I could read three or four chapters at a time between other responsibilities, whether it was catching up at lunchtime at my regular job uh, going to school, you know, reading and doing my research overnight, uh, getting up in the morning before going to work. I didn't have to match my schedule 
to a school schedule. And so I really focused and I was really able to succeed um, really well, I thought. Um, part of that was, is you know, I can find a group of other like-minded students going through American Military University. You know, we all have military background of some sort, whether we were spouses or service members, active duty members still. Um, we, we all understood the mission at hand, and that was to educate ourselves. And so we worked together, and several of us even... Uh, took the same classes along the way during our MBA so that way we could uh, benefit from each other's specialization. And that's just something I don't think I could have gotten if I went to a traditional school. Absolutely. Did you find, too, like I did, and, we, and we're, we're coming up on a break here so quickly, did you find, um, you know, I started off school and, and then ended up having to leave in because my father got sick, and so I came home, took care of the family, got into the workforce, and then finished my uh, degree online as well. Did you find that that was more helpful to you? Uh, because I, I found that, you know, now I was studying stuff that I was actually going to use um, versus, you know, studying something that, uh, you know, instead of taking, you know, art history and then, you know, ending up in management, did, did sure. you find it was more useful that way? Yeah, it definitely had, the classes were a lot more focused on real world expertise, especially when I was doing my MBA. Um, you know, the, my history degree was exactly that history. What are you going to do with it other than really learn how to research and write really, really well at really, really long? Um, so, um, that I think definitely going to school online helped me learn how to pick out the skills I needed to learn. You know, if I needed to learn how to write well, I did. If I needed to learn how to research well, I did. And it taught me also how to focus in on what was really important in the business world. Excellent. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to allow the uh, sponsors to pay some bills for us. We are talking to Al Harper of Social Path. When we come back, we're going to explore a little bit more of Al's life, and then we're going to get into Social Path and what they do, how they can help you as an entrepreneur. So you're listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Come right back to us. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. 
Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Work-Life Balance here on another Friday afternoon. We're talking to Al Hopper with uh, Social Path Solutions. Uh, we were just talking about how he got educated online, like I did, and uh, just some of those advantages, disadvantages, and uh, some of the good things uh, just around maintaining that work-life balance, thus the name of the show. Um, and coming in uh, back from that, uh, you know, you seem to communicate online pretty well. Um, so how did that help you, Al, uh, grow in that contact center space that you work in? Well, um, it actually, I guess that kind of evolved from moving around in the contact center space. I went from inbound sales on the phone to fraud prevention to uh, digital communications for chat and email support, and then uh, eventually moved over to the social media team. So it was kind of the an evolution of just kind of going from online or offline to online. And that benefited how, right? So how, how does that help you engage in that social media space? Oh, yeah. So, you know, just being comfortable with writing and, and learning how to to clearly communicate. You know, I think I might even be uh, more clear online than I am on uh, on the phone even. Uh, like, you hear me, I'm stuttering and trying to find my way through it. Um, I just, I seem to write a whole lot better. My voice is much more controlled. And I think part of that is is you have the ability to you know, even edit what you're saying. So after you send a tweet or right before you send a tweet, you have the opportunity to change it. And so if it doesn't quite say exactly how you want it to say it, um, you have the chance to change it before you publish. When you write or when you speak with someone, you don't always have that. And there's been many times that I've wanted to take back something I've said and you just can't do it. So essentially, Trump has the ability to stop it before it tweets? That's what you're saying? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just to, or any of them, but that just seems to be the better thing. A lot of people, so whether it be Trump, whether it be Steph, uh, Aisha Curry, whether it be any of these people that seem to get uh, in trouble with tweeting, they do have the ability to check it and edit it before they hit send. That's basically what you're trying to say. That's exactly it. And that's one of the things, you know, I, I teach all of my employees, all of my coworkers, even my children um, who are trying to get into social media, um, you know, it's so much easier to think twice and write once 
uh, or even just know that, you know, reread what you're saying. Take a moment, write it, save it as a draft, and come back to it. You know, that's just like writing a paper in school. Um, you know, you, you might not say everything the way you wanted to be said the first time, so if you just step away and then come back. Um, and there's been many, many times where I'll write a, a message online and through Twitter, through some of my Twitter chats or what have you, and looking at it, yeah, it just doesn't say what I want it to say, so I choose not to send it. Um, and I, I wish more people would learn how to do that. I've seen so many careers ruined, um, whether it's politicians or athletes. Um, you know, there's just so many people that have just don't take advantage of the fact that you don't have to hit send just because you typed it out. Right. So we call those uh, career limiting moves is is yeah. kind of the best way to uh, say that. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Um, so. <laughs> and I've had a few of those. So I'm an auditory thinker, right? So okay. I normally can say things better than I can write them at times. And so it's funny because when, when you know, I've written three books, and when my editor gets my books, it, they're very stream of conscious, uh, consciously written. So I get a lot of red strike throughs when I get my books back. <laughs> but if you read them, out loud, they sound awesome because they would be right. read as if somebody was speaking to you. However, that's not how you write in the English language. Anyway, uh, so you were an early adopter of social media then. Well, you know, surprisingly, I, I can't say that I was an early adopter. Um, growing up in the military, so I didn't only serve myself, I was also an army brat. Um, we were taught from the moment we were able to speak almost, that you didn't tell anyone where you were or what you were doing in real time. And so it was really hard for me to adopt social media from that aspect. Um, but I've taken to it really naturally. Um, and I think it just goes back to the comfort that I have of introducing myself to people and putting my thoughts out there. Um, but, you know, I was... Uh, Within months of joining Twitter, and once I finally took the plunge uh, in 2013, and that's when I was listed in the top 100 list um, in the Huffington Post for being one of the most social pros, and I think I keyed in on the fact that I was the most social. So it wasn't necessarily that I was the best or most uh, well-received, but I was the most social about customer service. Um, and that was really the, the way I, I took to it um, is – you know, I found my voice, I found what I wanted to talk about, and I focused in on it. Instead of putting my stream of consciousness out there, like a lot of people do in social, I focused in and decided to use social media in a very professional manner um, as a way of growing a professional network. Outstanding. So what, so if we can, what's one of your favorite networks then? Sure. So I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, I just, I really love Twitter and how quick it is. Um, some of the things that they've talked about trying to change recently, you know, moving away from the 140 characters and even giving it you know, some ungodly number of 10,000 characters available. Um, I really like and value the shortness and the conciseness of Twitter. It really has made me a better writer because you learn to take out all of the extraneous things that don't need to be said, and it really fo focuses your thoughts into a more clear message because you have to do it in a much smaller space than on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, I'm really I'm 
I used to be a lot more active on LinkedIn than I have been recently. That's just, you know, being part of an entrepreneur, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles on where, what you're going to spend your time on. Um, another thing that I'm really, really getting into is streaming video. Um, I love the idea of having real-time streaming. Uh, I'm still not sure if I like the idea of Snapchat being the one of the largest networks right now, but uh, that's where everyone's at, so I'm having to learn that as well. And what do you think of Snapchat? I mean, just in general, it's it, I'm trying as well, right? And, and mainly, <laughs> mainly just to make sure that you know my daughter's not being naughty on it. Um, but exactly. you know, just trying to right. So I have a 15 year old, so I've got to monitor and make sure things aren't going wrong. But sure. uh, I don't still know how to use it. You know, I think that Snapchat has a lot of possibility and a lot of potential. It's definitely a great advertising platform. You know, you create really short 10-second videos, so it's even shorter than a 30-second TV spot. You can do a series of them. Um, And I'm looking at it, trying to figure out how can we manage or leverage that aspect of it for customer service. You know, I was talking to some friends of mine in the IT space recently and thinking about, you know, with the help desk you could potentially snap videos back and forth with you and a customer of them trying to plug in a new system. You know, hey, this I can't get my type, uh, typewriter, my, uh, my iPad to work. Why not? Well, open up your video on your phone and send a snap of what you're doing and I can talk to you. Um, you know, that's a really cool idea, a really cool aspect of it. Um, I think it's really, really going to be the big hit with marketing, though, um, because it is so fast and so fun um, with the, the filters and the geo filters that you can put up. Um, you can really capture what's going on. Um, when other people are just walking by, they see your filter and they go, oh, wow, I didn't know that was there and that looks really cool. Let me add that to my snap. You know, and that's really a cool idea for marketing. Um, service, we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, and I think that's whoever does figure out how to use Snapchat for service is going to really win the day on that. Well, and I definitely like your idea. I think that sounds fantastic as far as, you know, again, being able to snap it. But I, I, I think, you know, the, the trend is the fact that, you know, it does the scary monster face and you can scare your kids. That, that seems to, to, you know, take off a little bit faster than any of the, <laughs> the other things. Um, and, and boy, was that funny. Uh, but then they take it off, right? You know, so it's like as soon as it take you know takes shape and and people are uh, doing that kind of stuff, they take that off. But um, with with that aspect, though, you know, and and I'll challenge you in a, with this thought, and I, and I ask a lot of people this this same question, and we're going to be coming up on a break here, so I'll I'll put the thought in your head, and we'll let you answer the question on the other side of the break. One of my favorite things to challenge people, especially as we're do- dealing with emerging technologies. Um, so I, I always say, you know, I was the original remote control, right? Because, you know, my dad used to call me in, you know, son, come in here yeah. and change that dial to seven, right? And, yeah. you know, our kids have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Because they didn't see the cable dial with the box on. You had to turn it on channel three and, you know, flip the dial. Right. Um, and so I'd be, you know, playing in my room and he'd call me in, change it to 12. Wait, change it to 14. Okay, that's good. Go, right? Yep. So that, that was that piece. And my dad was a brilliant programmer, right? So he, he was one of the first developers to automate an insurance claim on an AS400, you know, developing an RPG2. So he could sit there and read green bar charts all night, but he couldn't program a VCR. Um, and so now, too, my, my father-in-law, he, he ran a, a rail, uh, trains, 
um, and was was an inspector for that. I mean, so he knew everything about how a train works. But you know, my daughter-in-law gets frustrated with trying to teach him how to use an iPad. And so I can't wait. What is the technology going to be, or what do we think that emerging technology is going to be that my grandchild is going to get frustrated with trying to teach me? And I and I feel like you know it's going to be way down the road because I'm I'm technology savvy. But there's going to be something. There's going to be something that comes up when when I'm older that I'm not going to be able to grasp. I'm not going to be able to understand. And I can't wait to figure out what that is. And we're going to hear what Al's take is going to be on that when we come up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Work Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. We've got Al Hopper on, and right before the break, I teased him with a question here again. Uh, we'd love to ask it. We asked it uh, last week, uh, and I'll give you a little hint there, Al. Uh, we, we were talking to the CIO and CMIO of Parkview Health 
um, they gave a great answer too, uh, especially around healthcare. Right? They were talking about uh, emerging technologies and where do we think that's going? What do we think the technology is going to be like that we may not be able to figure out? Um, and they were talking about wearables, which I found really fascinating, and uh, not just about you know wearables, which are getting very advanced right now. We're seeing the breathalyzer coming out that you can now breathe into and starting to find diseases in the mouth and that kind of stuff. Um, and we see wearables now that you know Fitbits and that kind of thing. But things like um, they were talking about a fabric now that you could wear um, that right before you start to lift something can start to notice that maybe you're going to uh, lift something wrong and cause a back injury and start to uh, uh, prevent back injuries and, and get into that preventative side of it, which I thought was pretty fascinating. So what do you think? What do you think some of those emerging technologies might be that could pass us by? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm definitely in love with wearables. I have my Apple Watch that I use every day, and I feel completely naked without it when I don't have it. But I think really the next is going to be the augmented reality and virtual reality. So they kind of still tie in with the, with the wearables. I think Google Glass was just ahead of its time and was perhaps the wrong user interface. Um, I, I think it, it, just, it was just a little too small, a little too obtrusive, perhaps, for people to be comfortable with. Um, I think with the augmented reality, that's really going to help with customer service. Um, with interior design, even with medical, you talk about some of the things that they were perhaps interested in. You know, you could think about an, uh, a virtual or augmented reality where you could take the model of someone's internal organs and then you could see exactly what's happening because of the scan and then you could blow it up in space, you know, thinking like how Iron Man uh, found his big uh, uh, atom in Iron Man 2. Um, you know, or was it three, whichever one it was, um, one you know, them. where he had this, he, he was able to, you know, pull all of these parts together and swipe this away, swipe that away, make it really small, and then blow it right back up again um, and be able to walk inside of that. I think that's where the next technology is. You know, um, down here in San Antonio, we have the Entrepreneur Center, and they have a HoloLens available to them. Uh, and it's, they were able to use that to help redecorate and redesign how they're doing their layout inside their space um, for co-working and dedicated workspaces uh, for member businesses. And part of that was with the HoloLens, you can put up a virtual wall in this virtual space and walk around the wall and see how it would look on both sides. So you can kind of, instead of just measuring out say 20 feet between walls, you can actually walk 20 feet in between the walls and see if that really feels like it's the right space or not. Um, and so, you know, going back with what we were just talking about with streaming video and Snapchat, you know, if you're streaming someone's video and then get augmented reality, being able to walk behind them or stand behind them and see exactly what they're seeing, that's going to be amazing for customer service and for marketers, um, you know, uh, at the San Antonio airport, they have this little virtual sign where um, someone is standing there and telling you about the security checkpoints and trying to sell, upsell you on some of the pre-check-in things. Um, you know, so that augmented reality is really, I think, where we're going to be headed. Um, it just picking the right way it looks is going to be difficult, you know, because not everyone was willing to have that cyborg look and and things like that. Um, I saw someone, uh, there's a, a cameraman out in Hollywood who has a fake eye, 
Uh, I don't know, I'm not sure why, but he did. And he actually managed to get a video camera in the size of this so he could walk around with the video camera without too, being too obtrusive so he could get up into the actors' faces and they don't look like they're really uh, being uh, compromised. You know, their, their acting is still there. So I think that's really the, the, the big tech that's going to come out and really blow up and change the way things are today. And and that's the best part is we don't know and and I and I get so excited about that right I love to see you know we had no idea what the internet was going to do for us we had no idea how social media was going to change us you know seven eight years nine years ago you know the whole Facebook thing was just really kicking off and in you know now it's it's a verb um, right. ingrained into society and in um, there's still those evolutions to be made. Uh, and that that's the exciting part. So tell us, uh, you know, getting back on track here a little bit around social path, um, what is your service, what does your service provide for the, the consumer itself, and, and how does that help an entrepreneur? So the big win with social path is that we help augment social media for business. So if you think of um, brands that have a, a social media presence, um, they've oftentimes started off in marketing, and just kind of using a traditional approach where they're just blasting out messages and broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting uh, over time. And um, we've seen more of those companies and customers are talking back or tweeting back to those brands. But sometimes our customers, we were tweeting into the void because brands weren't ready to uh, expand and, and respond on social. And so, so what we're doing with Social Path Solutions is really filling that void. We're not a, a marketing agency. We're kind of new. We're trying to trailblaze something called an engagement agency where we help build out your content, um, and we can do that for small businesses. But the big win is, is that we're 24-7 listening for you. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't, you're on a very limited budget. You have a very limited staff ability, you know, that right now um, we're looking at the, the cost, the average cost of a one-person social media team is about $4,200 a month all in. So between um, salary and training and platforms and space, all of that, you're about $4,200 all in. We can do, uh, we can give you a 24-hour customer service team or engagement team at a fraction of that. And so, um we help you know the small business, the entrepreneur who knows that they need to be in social but can't afford to do it because they just can't hire a, a part-timer to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, as a, uh, you know, a solopreneur or even a, a, an entrepreneur with a small team, there's not enough time in the day for you to build your business and be in social. And so uh, that's where Social Path Solutions comes in and helps augment what you're already trying to do. So there's a lot of people that do content. There's a lot of people that claim content um, in obviously multiple avenues. There's the people that promise followers. There's people that, that promise um, to manage content. And there's always those concerns. Number one, obviously, the, the bots or so that uh, paid followers. The second piece is losing the authenticity. Um, you know, for me, my brand is my voice uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's me. 
So when I'm responding to somebody on social media, I want them to know that that's me or at least a representative of my voice or, or what I want to do. How do you guys handle that objection? Sure. So when we have someone who wants to engage with us and wants to potentially hire us, they're going through their shopping process, um, we, do an, we have a very stringent onboarding process uh, for new customers where we will spend several hours with you almost locked in a room and uh, we ask those exact questions. How is, what is your voice? Do you have a strategy for every social media channel that's out there? The different networks, are, they have different volumes. They have different uh, patterns of use. You know, Facebook is a great place to have conversations that can go on for a long time. Twitter is a great news feed and a great short-term conversation because of the volume that's out there. You know, uh, same with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place to position your business as a thought leadership. Um, you know, so you want to be sharing content that really supports your mission but also shows that you don't think you're a know-it-all and you can share other people's content. Um, and so with that is really something that we do is we take your voice and we learn what your voice is. And if you don't know what your voice is, we can help you craft it. Um, and then we also help you develop your social response protocols. Um, you know, if someone comes in and tweets to your handle or, or says a Facebook comment on your page, um, how do you want us to handle it? You know, we build all of that out. And so that way you feel comfortable as a business owner hiring us because we are taking your voice and we have the staff and that can really learn what it is that you want us to say and how to say it. But then it frees you up because then we're going to say it for you and you can just go on and, and know that you've got someone that's got your best interest at heart. That's fantastic, right? So I, that that's always the key. As an entrepreneur, you don't want somebody else out there. The other thing, so again, just in, in full honesty, uh, we had somebody come through uh, our squared and wanted to manage our content. We gave them a shot, and you know, all the content that was being provided for us was all around big data. Well, I I don't do big data. I'm a project management person. We're we're project management centric. Uh, but they were like, yeah, but big data sells. Big data gets followers. Big and, okay, that's great. But then once I get a bunch of big data followers, what is that going to do for me and my business? What is that going to do in terms of, you know, I'm going to disappoint these followers. They're going to end up leaving us because I'm not a big data consultant. I'm not a big data group. I, I don't understand what that strategy would provide for us in the long run. And we ended up, you know, ultimately leaving the organization because uh, that, and to me, it sounded like, you know, they had a core team of four people that did nothing but content. And then they farmed the same content to all the same groups. Um, and that's kind of the downfall in a lot of these organizations that say they're content delivery. Sure, sure. And so that's why we really have content delivery as a part of what we do as an overall package. Um, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, that, that. What you just explained is really, the, I think, the downfall of a lot of these micro businesses that say that they do content because they try to push the same content to as many accounts as they can because it's easier that way. Um, at Social Path Solutions, we don't go the easy route. We keep the social in social, and we also keep the voice as what the individual needs to have. You know, we pride ourselves in knowing that we're, we, yeah, we're an outsource provider, but we don't pr outsource the outsource. You know, we don't go um, overseas. We don't get the, the lowest bidder to, to work for us. 
We pride ourselves in providing livable wages for our employees, and they're all here in San Antonio. Um, and so, you know, you can, can rely on the fact that, one, we're going to take the time to understand who you are as a business owner. We're going to take the time to um, really focus in on what your goals are. And we're not afraid to say, you know, that's a great goal, but you might want to think about doing it this way. Um, and, you know, we work with you to try to provide that. So interviewing you, and just like you would interview us, um, we would try to figure out, is this something that we can do? You know, is this where um, someone has, you know, you've hired someone before, they told you to do X, Y, Z, and you were doing X, Y, Z, you thought you were getting a lot of good stuff from that, but for whatever reason, the relationship fell apart, and so you come and you find us, and you want us to still do X, Y, Z. Well, X, Y, Z might not have been the right thing for you, which is why the relationship fell apart. So we have to help educate you and have the, the specialists that know social, the, the digital natives that have grown up with social media that understand how social media works. Um, and then at the same time, we have to be able to really communicate that in a clear way. You know, and we have clients that, are, that run the gamut from higher education to uh, private schools to e-retailers um, to even um, you know, co-working spaces. So we've, we've got a good understanding of how to separate out the different voices into the different things. We would never tell you that you have to do something one way because that's the only way we know how to do it. That's fantastic. So we're going to take our final break. We've been talking to Al Hopper. Uh, while we're on break, you can visit him at socialpathsolutions.com or you can see their company Twitter at, at social underscore path or see his personal Twitter at, at Al Hopper underscore uh, and find these guys on Twitter and on their personal websites. Uh, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Work Life Balance with Rick Morris. Today, every business is in the software business, and business is booming. That's because we live in an application driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end -end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. 
but only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for our final segment this uh, week. And next week, uh, I'm actually going to be taking some work-life balance and we'll be doing a replay uh, for next week uh, as I go into what we lovingly call uh, Daddy Camp. So Daddy Camp is, uh, because I travel so much, I accumulate a tremendous amount of points. So we send my wife and her girlfriends uh, anywhere they want to go with that Delta flies and that there's a Marriott. Uh, So we're sending them to Bermuda and then I take the kids and we do as much dumb stuff as we can in a week. So they uh, they they make a list, and I mean bowling and roller skating and Six Flags and whatever stuff that mommy doesn't like that daddy doesn't mind. And uh, we try to tackle all that as much as we can in a week without uh, injuring uh, daddy and uh, get that knocked out. So we'll be accomplishing uh, that the week of July 4th. Uh, so I'll be taking uh, next week off. Uh, from the work-life balance, but uh, be rejoining you the week following. Um, so we've been talking to Al Hopper. Uh, he's the chief operating officer of Social Path. You can find them at socialpathsolutions.com or on Twitter at, at social underscore path. Um, Al, we always like to leave everyone. Um, how do you want you and your organization to be remembered on this show, right? That's always a question we like to ask. Um, if you were kind of doing your, your elevator speech uh, of what Social Path can bring, um, how all of it ties into work-life uh, balance, um, what would you say to that? Wow, great question again. Um, I think it really goes back to, you know, we're here to help provide a, the work-life balance for other entrepreneurs and other business owners. Um, there's so much that needs to be done to grow a business and make it successful. Um, and you, as the owner, really have found your product, you found what you want to sell, and you just need a little more help. Um, before you're ready to scale. So Social Path Solutions is really positioned to help um, be that extra piece to the puzzle of, of having uh, customer support, customer engagement, a little bit of marketing, um, and really that social presence and building that out for you. So um, we really like to think that we're successful because of our client businesses are successful. Um, and when they're growing, then we're going to grow with them. Uh, I think that that's really the, the best way to look at it. And at the same time, we're focused on building the, the local community. And so that's why we're, we're staying in San Antonio. We're growing San Antonio businesses and, and growing San Antonio families um, to you know have livable wages. And that's the key, I think, is uh, even as a small business just getting started you know, a couple of years in, um, we're creating jobs that have livable wages and balance to really help other businesses and other people in the community. I think that's a fantastic story and a good uh, and, and a good path to take. 
I think the other thing that the people need to realize is the power of social media. Uh, social media is very powerful, not only in your business, but just from a consumer perspective. Uh, the story I always share with that, uh, I won't say the car brand name because I've drug them through the, the mud enough, um, but uh, I, I'm a very loyal consumer. I, I, I drive luxury cars, uh, but I stay brand loyal. I was very loyal to a brand, uh, had a car that, that was wrecked, went and bought a brand new one off the, off the lot, um, you know, souped it up and uh, had a lemon. And, and it happens, right? It, it's a manufactured item. Things happen. Uh, took it back to the dealer, said, man, you know, it's a lemon, no big deal. Just you know, give me a new one. Uh, and they wouldn't take care of it. And uh, had it in the shop, I think, 11 times inside of six months. Uh, and, you know, just continue to say, hey, it, it was all for the same problem. I was like, there's obviously something. Let's just get it fixed. Let's get me a new one. It's no worries. It happens, but let's just get this fixed. And they wouldn't take care of it. So uh, I happened to tweet my frustration one day. Um, and uh, after they had said they wouldn't take care of it, and the caseworker uh, called me. And I said, why are you calling? And she goes, well, every time you tweet, it ends up on my desk. And I was like, oh, that's the last thing that you should have told me. Uh, since I have a lot of famous friends mm-hmm. and have an auto-tweet service, uh, started to tweet you know, every two to three hours about my frustration and the fact that I had a lemon of a car. And then started getting my famous friends to tweet for me, hey, what's up with that lemon of this type of vehicle? Uh, and then about two weeks later, was offered an all-cash settlement to get out of the car. <laughs> so then tweeted... <laughs> To all the other luxury brands, who wants my business? And uh, Audi stepped up and said, hey, we want it. And so I've been an Audi uh, driver ever since. Uh, So uh, if you don't believe social media, and so, again, 10 years ago, I was dead. I'd gone the lawyer path. I'd gone the court path. I tried to settle with the company, and I got nowhere. They wanted nothing to do with it. But because of social media and because I was tweeting and had some influence on, on Twitter, uh, they settled. So the courts couldn't get them to settle, but Twitter could. And so I, I say that story all the time because if you don't think social media has got some absolute influence and power in brands and brand management, uh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. So if you're not managing your social media, uh, your social media can absolutely manage you. Any thoughts on that, Al, before we drop off? advantages to doing that you know I can send a tweet and wait and do something else instead of sitting and waiting on the phone and, or hoping someone answers my phone um, and you know then there's the, the opportunity to be proactive um, you know Sean is a marathoner uh, and he was really just doing some massive intake of beef jerky for a little while and he tweeted that out he was something similar to you know I just ate a bag of beef jerky for breakfast in case you were wondering you know that was the tweet no brand names, no name dropping or anything like that. And uh, Oberto Beef Jerky, who was apparently listening probably for that keyword beef jerky, um, tweeted back to him and said, hey, you know, we think you're off to a good start. And so like you're saying with Audi, you know, Audi was able to win your business because they were listening. Beef Jerky was able to get a couple more sales. I know because I saw the exchange and had a couple of bags of beef jerky waiting for Sean when he got back to the office the next day. Um, so you, absolutely, it's, it's a great way to, to leverage social media to get things done. Um, many businesses are uh, using or, or keeping their social media teams as escalation teams, you know, kind of an insider's hint 
for all of us customers out there, most social media teams are escalations teams. And because they see it as being brand management and trying to get all the negative press off of the social media networks, um, so that's what they are doing. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. If you have a problem, try instead of calling customer service, try going on social media and see how quicker, how much quicker it, it gets resolved. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And again, one one I didn't think I was going to get out of, but because of Twitter, I could. Listen, Al, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We, we enjoyed the conversation. Again, visit socialpathsolutions.com. Find out all about them and see if they can help you achieve a little bit of a better work-life balance uh, in helping them uh, get engaged with your customers in social media. Again, next week, I'm going to take off. Uh, but uh, we'll be rejoining you the week after here on the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.